Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hi guys, I have missed you. I'm sorry, I haven't put a video up for a while. Back to work and um, time short. And as well as that, I'd like to say some people, you know, are sending me emails. I'm not able to get back to everyone in time. And sometimes I actually can't answer. There's a big volume of emails coming in. So until I can make the transition, which I'd like to make to doing this more full time, um, just bear with me, please. Uh, it's not that I don't care about the emails you're sending me. It's just time. So today I would like to talk about how the narcissist confuses you in relation to who you actually are and your identity, your own personal identity and your view of yourself in the world and how they use this as a particularly effective manipulation tool. So let's get into it. We have Mr. Narcissist or Mrs. Narcissist heading out into the relationship or a transactionship world. And they're very aware of their capabilities. You'll often find that they're very charming. They can be good looking. And whatever attributes, you know, ego type of attributes they have, they'll use very effectively because when they you, when they were learning how to navigate life, they chose the path of easiness, lack of integrity, lack of empathy. They basically kind of saw like, why would I have to put all the work in to get what I want when I can use a tech, different techniques that work for me, like in, say, getting sweets from my parents or getting another child into trouble in school? If I use this way of getting my needs met, it's much easier. I don't have to put the work in and the child hasn't developed empathy, so they don't have remorse for their victims. So you're dealing with a person with this mindset in relation to seeking out a partner in adult life. They don't have remorse, so they see people as fuel tanks. They see people as having certain things that they want, that they could work for themselves. But remember, as a child, they saw that they didn't have to do that. And they chose to be that of that emptiness that they would um, plunder and pillage to get what they want. They're basically morally corrupt. They have gone down a different path. Now, they'll also do a great victim, as we know. 
And some of them have had very difficult childhoods, but some empaths have had very difficult childhoods. It's a choice in character. Maybe there's some genetics involved, their upbringing, but it is a choice that people make. And they know that what they're doing is morally corrupt, but they justify it to themselves by putting titles like love, um, in love and wanting to marry. And they justify it with society's accepted norms. But underneath the motivation that they will say uh, get into a relationship with someone is totally different from the motivation of a normal or empathic person. Their motivation is to gain for themselves, to get themselves into a better position, whereas the empathic or normal person is looking to share their life and make the other person's life better and their life. So it's a joint effort. They're getting into a relationship from what is the norm. Because remember, narcissists are only a percentage of the population, but they're very, very drawn to, which is the next part of the video I'd like to get into, to people of the light. They're very, very drawn to people of the light that don't know that they're carriers of the light. They can be drawn to other narcissists and that's for a separate video. So for the purposes of this video, narcissists have honed their skill at, at targeting people or situations where they want something from or who they want something from. So if they see a person that's very rich in character, very rich in physical things, maybe beautiful person, maybe um, has financial resources that the narcissist wants, they will look definitely for a rounded package um, of, of the person that will have most of the things that they want in one package. And that's why they're kind of always looking for supplies, looking for different people to see if they can do better. They won't, they don't just say, oh, this person, look, is a great person and has a lot of things I want. I'm going to stay with them. They're the person for me. Now, in their heads, they do think this initially, but they know that they're not going to stay with one person. They'd be too bored. There's the grass is always greener. There's so many different reasons that they won't stay with one person throughout their lives, although they may return to that person throughout their lives if it's easy to do so. So guys, there's a secret that we need to take on board. And that secret is narcissists can see your light sometimes when you don't realize that you're a carrier of light yourself. So you may have had a difficult childhood. You may not. You may have had a normal childhood. But in each of us and in all people, there are certain areas that we have vulnerabilities, certain areas we have some wounds. There are certain areas that we don't realize our potential. And some of us, in fact, it's a kind of a normal human, human kind of way of being 
is that we develop a story about ourselves and that story is our identity and it's who we believe we are. And that story was created from all our experiences from the time we were born. And it's the validation or the feedback we get from our environment. And if we get repeated feedback from a certain environment we're born into or a certain family we're born into, that can become our reality as to who we are. So for instance, we may get fed back that, say we're not good at, at heights, that, you know, Paula or Johnny or Mary is better um, is better uh, playing, you know, playing sports that are on a level. This is just a very little silly example, I suppose. And that, you know, your brother or your sister, they like climbing and they're great climbers. And we can take this in as being our reality. And then we form this idea that we don't like heights or we're better, say, uh, playing hockey or football because we're better on a the lower level ground. You know, this is just a, an example. I won't go on. I'm sure you get what I mean. So we form an idea um, that we're better at a certain thing, but it's only because we've had feedback about it or because we've enjoyed something and, you know, say we enjoy it and then other people kind of make that into our reality and we make it into our reality. So without going on and on and laboring this point, what I'm trying to say to you is you have a set of beliefs about yourself that you've written a story throughout your life and you've come to a point and you've met the narcissist. This is the story that you believe of yourself. You believe this is who you are. The narcissist knows that you have so much potential. They can see that they're very good at it because they have to know people because they have to know a person's weaknesses and strengths so that they can get their needs met from that person so that they can go in on the vulnerabilities. Narcissists do target victims that, that they can see a vulnerability in. They'll target people who are full of light, full of so much potential, full of richness. But those people that they target are not fully aware of their potential, of their richness and of their light. So I don't want this to be triggering, but in some ways, if you have gone through the pain of narcissistic abuse, in order to survive it, you have got to find your light. You have got to realize your potential. And in order to survive it, the narcissist, when they're with you, will try and beat that potential down. They'll try and lessen who you think you are. So if you already are not fully aware of actually who you are and what your potential is, when a narcissist comes in at you, They'll even lower your expectations of yourself. They'll give you some more what they call limiting beliefs. They'll be a huge critic of you after they've built you up. So it's a very, very confusing process. So when you've actually been discarded by a narcissist or escaped by them, 
escaped from them. You've so much to work out. You first of all have to realize what you were through. You have to understand who the narcissist is and what they do. But alongside that, you have to understand who you are, what your story was about yourself. Is it true? Was your story true about who you were? You've been challenged by the narcissist on this. And, you know, you probably will have fought against it and fought to establish boundaries about who you were, which is one of the reasons the narcissist discards you, because your light comes back. It flourishes. You're too strong for the narcissist. They haven't been able to take you down. And that's why a lot of them will discard. They're not you're not the easy target they thought you were. They underestimated you. So it is so devastating to recover from narcissistic abuse that you have to dig deep into yourself. And it's an amazing seed of empowerment when you're able to get to a different, you know, a certain stage of recovery. And you, you begin to see your own strength in the recovery process and in the healing process. And if you work hard at it, you then begin to see your potential, the potential that the narcissist saw in you. You're then able to see that you are, and I'm not saying that you're a saint or that you're perfect, but what I'm saying is you focused in your life on the things of light, the things of growth. You are not a destructive person. You don't seek to pillage plunder and destroy to get your needs met. You want to flourish. You're a high hanging fruit. And when you actually awaken to the potential beauty and light inside yourself, that's when you can benefit from having been with a narcissist. If you managed to not to not agree with their criticism of you and agree with their takedown of you. If you challenged that and didn't want to give up and had the strength and were lucky enough to find the knowledge about who the narcissist was, you can then be so rich in luck to find the knowledge of who you are. And you can then see the potential that the narcissist actually did see in you. You can then see your strength in surviving that relationship or transactionship where the narcissist wanted to get something from you and make you not believe in the things that you that you believe in inherently. That that is who you are, that is your identity. Remember a narcissist's identity switches from one person to another. They're a cambulon-like type of individual. But your identity was built on, on a strong tree. The narcissist tried to chop a lot of your branches off and tell you you weren't that tree, that you were something other. But when you regrow your branches, it's like you've been pruned in some way. Is that a, a strange way to describe it? Oh my God, when you can see your potential, when you actually wake up, when you see the light that the narcissist saw and you can then 
in your healing, you don't have to tell yourself the old story of who you were. Because in effect, an individual can be anything they want to be. You can then tell yourself, well, I, I know who I am. I know who my core is. I know what my values are. I know I am not morally corrupt. I know I have integrity. I know when I was with the narcissist that I went over to the dark side to try and maintain a false feeling of validation. But I now sit in myself and I know who I am. So who now do I want to be? Because I don't have to be the person that was afraid of heights. I can try new things. I am not the accumulation of the feedback I got all my life from people. I know who I am in essence, but I don't know who I can be. What is my potential? This person came to me because they saw I had huge potential to give, to love. Possibly they saw that I was talented, but I didn't have the confidence. I had vulnerabilities in me. I had wounds in me that they wanted to exploit. But if I can fix those things, instead of having someone exploit them, I can fulfill the potential and the purpose that I was. I can fulfill who I was born to be. The narcissist, the narcissistic relationship has shown me that I have vulnerabilities, that I have wounds, but the narcissistically abusive relationship coming out of it and surviving can also show you the potential of who you could be. It can show you your strength. It can show you your purpose. So if you use the experience to understand that you have unlimited potential, that if you want to write a book, if you want to travel the world, if you want to do what you want to do, you can do it. It's only now you that's limiting yourself by saying you can't or by accepting other people's view of you or by accepting the narcissist's view of you. I mean, if you really wanted to accept the narcissist's view of you, you could still be potentially in that relationship getting squished into the ground or becoming more like the narcissist and losing yourself totally and becoming a puppet for a morally corrupt individual. So guys, the choice is yours. And I know, having come out of these relationships, that you're extremely strong people. The choice is yours about how you want to proceed from here. And it's very exciting. And it's very amazing to be able to see yourself finally and not go through life in a sleepy way that you didn't realise, you know, what actually you could achieve and could be. That you didn't realise that you had something wonderful, that you'd put a lot of work in prior to this, that you'd built into yourself to be. So I wish you really well on your healing journey. And I just would like to say, can you just think about challenging yourself in some way today, 
next week, next month. Make a plan to do something that you don't normally do. Sorry, guys, I got interrupted there. Um, so just sign off on that. And I hope that you can have a think about your potential in the recovery process and, you know, take it a step further and make make the situation, make your recovery work for you and turn something bad into something good. I'm going to see you again soon. In the meantime, take great care of yourselves and love to all of you. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.